I'll be honest, theatre, I always wanted to act, but I, I never thought I would be in musical theatre. And I'm still desperate to switch. Um, it's kind of a bit sad because this country over here, they can't really, they don't see musical theatre actors as people who can act. And so it's like you do one or the other, whereas in America, it's slightly more flexible and lots of um, Broadway you know, performers also perform on TV. Uh, so I'm desperate to make the switch right now, which is something that I'm really looking into in like the near future, big old change and jump. Um, mm. But yeah, so the- musical theatre, I'll be entirely honest, didn't really come into my life until I was about 17. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I did dance, but only in like a street company, commercial yeah. company. And I think I that was tied in, you know, with my singer-songwriter. I just so wanted to be like the next Britney, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, we all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was all new and I had to work doubly as hard because I ended up in a school full of people that had been doing it since they were out of the womb and I had a lot of catching up to do essentially, but I just had to knuckle down and really give it my all, which I did. So it's paid Absolutely. <laughs> was there a person or a moment or a show that you watched then that sort of shifted your mindset from this is something to, that I really enjoy to okay, I can actually see myself doing this as a career. Yeah, absolutely. It was watching Carrie Ellis um, as Elf. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> as Elf. Carrie Ellis is amazing, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, so it was watching her as Elf in Wicked. Mm. And, um, sorry, but I watched it on my 17th birthday. I just thought, how amazing. Still, at that point, I was like, it's just never going to happen to me. But when I played mm. Elf I uh, one of my dresses, the Wicked Witch dress, the infamous Wicked Witch dress, was actually her dress altered and um oh, wow. they told me what my costume fit in and I was like <laughs> what <laughs> yeah that was cool. that's amazing Alphabet's obviously an iconic role isn't it, isn't it? yeah of course, it yeah. requires extreme levels of stamina both physically and vocally yeah how did because obviously you played Alphabet didn't you how yeah. did you approach the magnitude of that role uh I, I vocally trained up um privately uh you know because we are our business when you're a performer you are your own business you have to Mm -hmm. take care of that business what you put in you get out he trained up uh had like two sessions a week leading up to it um actually i think i was on a show probably you know me yeah i think i went from uh more (laughs) of the world was doubling up with trailer park musical um a little thing that i did the fantastic cast at walt louise theater so it's just loads mm-hmm. of little projects i always forget that i was <laughs> on as well but, uh, and, then, and then during that yeah i got alphabet during war of the world so i'm pretty sure i had a week i went on holiday to relax <laughs> and then i'm pretty sure i came back and started wicked i'm pretty sure that's how it went down so i didn't really have a ginormous amount them but I do remember being in um trailer park musical and training up for Elphaba during the day so yeah it was cool how did how did that call feel when you got the call and and they said right okay you've got the job how how did that feel you know because I was only 24 when I got that job wow um I remember sitting I I just had my hair highlighted (laughs) and I was in the kitchen at my mum's house and 
um my I got the call and I started crying and I slid down I will never forget it. I slid down the kitchen wall and sat on the wall and cried sat on the floor and cried Aww. and my um my hairdresser was like shouting my mom Carol I think something's wrong Carol and I couldn't get the words out I couldn't stop crying to tell them and my agent at the time was like no I'll leave you to tell him I was like okay and I could not I couldn't get the words out to tell my mum. I just kept crying. She was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, what, are you okay? Like, do I need to phone an ambulance? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Like, I just never thought I would ever have a career like that. And I've just been so lucky with all the things that have followed that. Like, it's just been crazy, really. I just, yeah, pinch myself all the time. Because I'm never going to be the most talented person in the room. I'm very aware of that. But I like to think that I will work until I give people what they need from me you know so yeah is that is that the sort of advice you'd give to to young people that kind of strive for a career like yeah yourself? absolutely you know, if you work hard yeah I mean obviously you'll... there's a level of um it's, it's a real hard one right because I I teach as well I, I own a school uh, Joy yeah. Associates, yeah. and I don't I, yeah. I never want to there's a real tricky balance with um young people coming up into the arts industry because I think there does have to come a point in your life like do I have the talent to do this mm-hmm. and that is you know that's something that as teachers of course you know you flit about because you don't want to break people's dreams but I think they yeah. get to a certain age where they know themselves actually you know I think this might be a hobby of mine and a passion of mine um mm-hmm. and something that I continue but maybe not something that I'm gonna dedicate my life to where you know that will put food on the table I think that is a serious question that you have to ask yourself at some point in, on the line. But yes, if you do have that talent, you still, yes, 100%, you have to work so hard and you have to be, like, you have to have balls of steel because it is a tough industry, but any industry is tough and all mm-hmm. walks of life have ups and downs. And, and I think whatever you put your mind to, you, you have to give it your all if you want to be a front runner in something. And that is just the way it is. Of course, there are a few lucky people that slip through the net that just keep <laughs> seeming to get lucky breaks and you're like how can you do this and that's fine and you just got you know you're talking about it with your friends and you have a laugh about it and you move on and you'll get a no again and another no and another no but you just got to keep going so you get the yes because when you get it it's so worth it so mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's a very valid point you made though about the fact that you have to have that checking with you know is this realistic am I able to make it in the industry because it is brutal isn't it it is really brutal and it's even more brutal now um and um you know there's the industry has really changed over the past five years for very good reasons um and you know it's it's slightly harder I think for certain demographic to uh, it was easier for a certain demographic to get jobs before it might be slightly harder now it's just it's just the way it is Mm -hmm. and I think you know it, it you'd be a little bit naive not to open your eyes to that going into it and just being like okay how many people are trying to do this and how many jobs are there actually you know can I live my whole life around this or perhaps you know you have there are lots of people that do MAs and so I have one of my best friends is an accountant and also an actor um and I think that's amazing you know because she never stresses Mm -hmm. when when she's not in a performing job she's got another incredible job and that's that's a brave path to take and you have to be of a certain kind of person with a great brain capacity and talent but if you have that and you've got Mm -hmm. the patience then that's probably your safest bet you know like you get the best of both worlds so yeah absolutely um you you mentioned about wicked and playing Mm -hmm. alphabet 
is that the favourite role that you've ever played or have you got a career highlight or a favourite role? I know I touched upon a couple of the ones that you've done in my intro, but does one stand out I for think you? Heather Charla in Heather's probably stands out yeah. as an iconic thing for me um, just to originate it and something that I just felt like I so badly got to put my own stamp on, which was so cool. Um, six mm-hmm. has been a big old highlight. Um, it's everywhere now, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, oddly, actually, my favourite part I've ever played was in a workshop musical called Zelda, and I played the part of Zelda Fitzgerald. It was oh, almost wow. like a one-woman show with cameo parts coming in every so often to kind of aid me telling the story. And it was extremely deep and and very gritty and very raw part to play. And she, you know, it's a true story. It's Scott Fitzgerald's wife and. She had a lot of um, difficulties with her mental health and alcohol, and I, I kind of had to delve right in there and give it everything that I had, and just be very, you know, it was a very exposing job and a, uh, mm-hmm. a very emotional job, and I absolutely loved it. I just thought, my gosh, like these are the kind of stories that I want to be doing. I want to be challenging myself this far, and so that yeah. today has got to be my favourite part that I've ever played. I love that. It sounds, I love those gritty parts where you can sort of like really, I don't know, sort of have to delve deep into the character, yeah. don't you? And oh God, yeah. You've you played a lot of, um, you've played a lot of roles, so to speak, of like women that are strong and empowering yeah. and even Heather Chandler, she's, you know, ruthless, yeah. isn't she? And she's like that queen bee. Um but do you think it's important for theatre to sort of portray those strong, empowering female roles? Oh, on my stage? gosh, yeah. And, you know, at the same time, it's still important to show that people can be weak. It's still important to show that people come from different backgrounds and people are stronger than others. And it's still important to show strong men and men that aren't so strong and women that are stronger mm-hmm. than men and sometimes men that are stronger than women. It's important to show it all. But I think, you know, yes, in the past few years, it's been recognised that... How funny that there are more women in this industry, but more male parts. Yeah, um, and, that's you know, words. And most often it's it, it's such a sad thing. And, and I find it a lot as um, as I get older and I run a business and all sorts of things and I'm trying to take things into my own hands that people take me less seriously sometimes just because I'm a woman. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, something I didn't notice when I was younger and it's something I really have noticed the older I've got and it's frustrating and I constantly have to have conversations that, you know, why are you not listening to me? Is it because I'm a woman? And when I say those words, that, you know, takes that takes them back a bit. But we have to ask those questions. Um, and I think um, not just on, on stage of what you see, but behind creative teams are very often like majority, if not all male. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that... I wish could change more female writers. Oh, writers, writers, oh writers. Like, let's just bring them to the surface. But quite often, they they don't get the chance to even tell their story to anyone because you know they're a woman. Oh, you know, let them know. And it's just so frustrating, and it it has to change at some point. So yeah, I do think it's so important that that um the strong stories of women are told, but also the hard stories of women are told, struggles that they've had, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, I think I think six is a prime example of that changing, you know, but we've got a long way to go still. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in your career, do you have a favourite person you've ever worked with on stage that you feel like you've really gelled with or learned a lot from? Um, yeah, Zoe Burkett. 
uh, he's, um, oh, he's one yeah. of my best friends. In fact, we were literally just voice noting today. I needed some advice, and I was like, I need some advice. And she's like, call me. <laughs> um, just, you know, it's not just the way she performs. It's the way she handles herself as a woman, as a human being, um, as a performer, as a business lady, um, as a mum as a friend uh, gosh you know the list is endless just, just the way she runs her life and the positivity that she just breathes out across everyone is just amazing and I just you know if there's anyone that whenever I'm having a bit of a day about myself I just think I just right what would Zoe do um and it just really helps and and working with her on stage was magical because we go way back I did one of my first ever jobs with her when I was just a little beige, she always says, and um, you know, yeah. So I have a real special bond with her, and um, it was it was amazing to work with her. And she's one of my best friends, but also my idol at the same time. It's just just crazy, you know. So yeah. Oh, she's got an amazing yeah, voice yeah, as well. She's, just, she's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? I, I always start asking this question. Um, because I always just get some really great answers. But do you have any funny or embarrassing moments that have happened on stage that have been planned or unintentional I mean, or in an audition? <laughs> yes, I've cracked <laughs> in more auditions and on stage than I can possibly count. Probably more times than I've had pop Um I have, uh, my God, my sixth audition for Jane Seymour, because they saw me for Catherine Howard and Jane Seymour, was horrendous. I was awful. Right. <laughs> I cracked on the like, yeah, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Not Jodie Steele," and I was like, "Oh God!" Uh, <laughs> I have said, "Oh, six is one of them actually." Getting the moves wrong. Um, I sang verse one of fe- verse two, sorry, of fame in the song "Fame" rather than verse one. That. Yeah. No. Um, I forgot the words to know the deed before when I drop when you drop down to the floor after the drop down to the floor and I was like, what are the words? As I was coming up, um my wicked witch trapped in the trap doors on the set on my first ever show of Elsa Bar who couldn't move, so that was good. Um lost my, oh my, my gosh. came undone and popped open fell off me during Rock of Ages when I wasn't meant to be in my underwear um, and I said <laughs> the, wrong, the wrong place that we're at in six, hello Cheltenham when we're in Chichester, Chichester that's happened to me numerous times yeah. because oh you know I'm a human and I think sometimes it's not the perfectionists that you remember it's just the real people and, you know it happens yeah. like, it's going to happen I think that's so important as well for young people that are going to auditions and stuff. They're not looking for perfection. They don't mm. mind a mistake. I think it's it's more important yeah, if well, you're absolutely. real. And, you know, it's um, I have some really good friends. Like Paul Taylor Mills is one of my best friends, and he's a producer, and he's always creating. Mm-hmm. You know, the most talked about work I find. And um, he said, like, I can't express to you how much the energy of someone counts in the room like just who mm-hmm. they are as a person um so yeah like it's it, it just goes to show there's one uh saying that i just live behind that is that your reputation is in the room before you are so yeah oh i like that <laughs> i like that um we, we we touched on it 
a little bit about uh, the fact that you've got a company called Jodie Steele Associates. Um, I've had a little look and it looks uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like, obviously, you know, it's for young people, giving them opportunities to learn from the best in the business. Um, what sort of prompted you to set it up? Uh, I started teaching a lot when I was um, working on Rock of Ages. And uh, <clears throat> I, because we had two days off, and I thought, oh, well, I've never had two days off on a show before. What can I do? Rather than having two days off, let's make myself even more tired and do something with that. So I did, and I travelled <laughs> up and down the country teaching as many workshops um, as I could. And, uh, mm. yeah, so then um, I was approached by Carl Strickland, who's now my business partner, who runs Leicester Theatre Company, and... Um, he was like, look, I've been waiting for the day that I find the right person. I've got an amazing business plan in my head. I just needed the right face and the right person to do it with. Um, and I was like, mm-hmm. surely not. Like, I, I wouldn't know what to do. And honestly, I'm, I find my feet with it every day. I'm put in awkward situations. <laughs> like, I've never been the boss of people before. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, but I'm learning. And, and uh, I think JSA has been the biggest experience for me in in the struggles of being a woman a hundred percent a hundred percent going to other businesses having business conversations and then preferring to speak to Carl than myself infuriates me um and that's fine like I, mm-hmm. I know how to deal with it and, and men are frightened of me because I am a powerful woman and they they don't know what to do with that and I love that um and uh you know I don't I just won't sit back and, and take it. So they just don't know how to deal with me. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it is, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I, and I, we have so far to go with it and huge, huge plans for it. And uh, I still can't believe that it exists. And um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an everyday thing. You know, I think often people come to me like, so how do you do it? Like, is it because you've got the team? And I'm like, yeah, I've got an amazing team. But I, I am on the phone sorting JSA stuff out daily. Like that is just what it is. It's not a, something that I can just do every so often and check in with it. It's a, it's a daily thing, you know. So, but if right. so it's admin, yeah, it's the admin and, and all that stuff. Yeah, and just it's crazy. Ideas and sorting out our summer school at the moment. It's just it's huge, and we're about to. Um, we've got our, our audition day for our elite squad coming up. Literally, like two or three weeks. Um, it's just loads, loads going on. So yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> You look like you're very, honestly, I, I looked at you on your uh, Instagram and I thought you're so similar to me, even when you've got a moment to spare, you're yeah. like doing something else. You just seem on the go or running yeah. or like just but, busy yeah, all the time. I'm but that's also, the best way um, to be, isn't it? Finished. I'm finishing off with the, um, the, the written part, but I've just done my level two and three personal training as well. So that's kind of another oh thing my gosh. that I wanted to add to my bones. <laughs> <laughs> when are you gonna have the time Mad to do all story. of this stuff <laughs> um obviously you work with a lot of young people what's the best advice you've ever been give, given or advice you commonly give to young people you work with that are starting out um, in the industry so it, it's definitely to I think a lot of grads now and I'm not sure why expect to walk out and get like 10,000 pounds a week um leading role on the way yeah. end. I can't tell you, I've done jobs where I didn't get paid a penny. I've done jobs where I had to mm-hmm. tour with my own costume and iron it and wash it. Um, and in, within the same year, I was a leading lady on a very well-paid job. Like it, You go back and forth and 
just be prepared to to graft mm-hmm. and the other thing is be a sponge learn from everyone never turn your nose up to advice even if you don't agree with it the thing is with this industry it is creative that full-blown it's a creative business so that means everything is opinions everything is is mm-hmm. opinions and they will they opinions won't mix opinions will mix opinions will contradict one another it's just insane and you just have to remember that so be a sponge take on board everything everyone says and take away what helps you not even if you don't agree with it but sometimes advice that you don't agree with if you go away and reflect on that advice there might be a smidge of that that you can learn from just you know and that's the same with criticism you're going to get a lot of criticism take it as a positive thing it's feedback essentially you get a bad review all right okay i don't necessarily agree but mm, let me have a think about what they said just so you don't always get hurt just think of it as more you know again business like in business you'll get told that your idea doesn't work like that's fine you go back to the drawing board and it's just the same Mm -hmm. it's a business but with creative prospects behind it and you just really have to think of it like that and just keep those barriers up to your heart more than anything and when you get the, the mm-hmm. bad criticism or, or a no, which everyone will get, <laughs> um, it's fine. You just take it on the chin. Yeah, it stings. Okay, and we move forward. And as because you've been that sponge that whole time, you've got a bunch of advice in your brain ready to go how to pick yourself back up and what to do next. And that's, that is my biggest advice for sure. I think that's a really good way of looking at it, actually, and, and really good a really good mindset to take when when receiving criticism because it's not always a rejection thing is it it's not always a personal attack it's yeah like you said stuff you can learn from and work on um you're in disenchanted musical (laughs) next week aren't you that is the thing that's so right (laughs) honestly this looks amazing really it is an amazing project um and uh when i got asked to do it i was like oh my gosh like you want me to be snow white because snow white kind of leads leads the show and uh she narrates yeah and it was quite um uh, almost dare i say it but quite a maternal part part for me um but i guess the older i get Mm. the more my casting bracket will change and she's kind of mummies the all the princesses whilst keeping them on track and she's a bit of a bitch sometimes i can't lie she really goes for it sometimes she's a bit like <laughs> you know headstana in that but the kind of the mum version um and uh, so it was a really interesting yeah. thing for me to delve into and kind of get stuck into with the material but i really enjoyed the challenge and um very short process and you know sometimes those things are great like they really challenge you and, and your your memory and everything you know everything that you in, in the sense of how fast can you create a character and try and perfect it so mm-hmm. we worked so hard as a team on this whole thing so please tune in and watch it because it's hilarious and i don't think it's you know it's almost got six vibes behind it um yeah, yeah. that's that's what i was getting from it when i when i was researching it i was like this reminds me of yeah. six just from reading up on it, it and the outfits like and everything disney intertwined <laughs> Oh my gosh, my yeah. students would absolutely love that. So yes, you can get tickets, can't you, online? Everywhere. And I've literally just done a post today with the swipe up link. Um, but if you just go to the West End Musical Brunch page on Instagram, the link is there. But on all the princesses, we've all been putting swipe ups everywhere. So the links are all over, or the link is all over our Instagram pages. So yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And where can our listeners find you online if they wish to follow your journey? Jody? I hate the word I hate the word journey. <laughs> no, I love the word journey. journey. We're all on a journey, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
on, on a big old journey <laughs> recently as well. But um, so Jodie Sam Steele yeah. on Instagram, and I think it's Jodie Samantha Steele on Twitter. I'm probably a bit of a more more of an Instagram than I am a Twitter. But believe it or not, I try and I try and mm-hmm. stay Me on too. social media as much as possible. So I kind of cope, like post and go, um, just because a I don't have time. Yeah. And B, it just freaks me out so uh, <laughs> but I do I do post a lot and I try to keep it comedic and real I try to be as real as possible on my Instagram like um I don't want anyone to think that um you know live this glamorous lifestyle it is amazing but it's um it's also just very normal <laughs> yeah no I find your I find your story is very entertaining and always a bit rushed <laughs> yeah Jodie thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today um and for sharing your experiences they are really inspiring ones and listeners take Uh, note because that's how you do it um best of luck with everything for the future and um don't forget to go and get your tickets for um the disenchanted (laughs) thank you you so much Jodie take care and best of luck Bye. Bye, bye, bye bye Hi everyone and welcome back to The Drama Drop. I'm your host, Laura Shepherd. This is the podcast for creative conversations with professionals from all corners of the creative industries. They will be sharing personal stories of success and providing you with candid, genuine and specific industry advice to help you navigate a career in the creative arts. I am extremely excited because today I welcome a very special guest, a British actress, singer, dancer and teacher who trained at Academy of Contemporary Music and then furthered her training at Guildford School of Acting. It is the inspiring Jodie Steele. Jodie boasts a long list of impressive theatre credits, including Sheila in Hair, Catherine Howard in Six in the UK Tour, Heather Chandler in Heathers in the West End and Other Palace, and Alphaba in Wicked in the UK and International Tour. Jodie has also had TV appearances on The One Show, BBC All Together Now, Children in Need and Blue Peter. Enjoy! Enjoy!